welcome to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. And today on the Unicorns, we're talking all things property and buying and selling your home during a time of economic uncertainty. Our guest is one of Sydney's leading real estate agents, the director of Stone Real Estate in Beecroft, Kevin Dearlove. Kevin has been ranked one of the top 100 agents in Australia. There's probably no better time to talk about the housing market with inflation and interest rates on the rise and consumer confidence low. Kevin, welcome to the program. Thank you, Justin. So let's start with your sense of where the housing market is at the moment. What are you seeing out there? Look, I, th- I think we're seeing uh, there's markets within markets. I mean, on, on the ground where we are located, we're in the, the, the northwest of, of Sydney, um, situated Beecroft, Castle Hill, Epping. We are, we're probably not seeing what's being reported in the press too much. I think, I think that we're in a, a quite a buoyant area on the ground, particularly, mm-hmm. and that's largely due to probably stock. I, th- I think that there's, there's people just aren't selling. So the, st- the stock levels are so low. And because stock levels are low, the competition per particularly houses, the difference in obviously housing and unit markets, which we might get into, but the, the houses are, are still very competitive. And if you were to look further afield, say, outside of um, the Sydney basin mm. to, to other pockets, say, within New South Wales or even interstate, what, um, what, what are you seeing out there? I think the, the whole COVID phenomenon, which is, which is um, well documented. I think that what we saw is a huge increase in lifestyle property. I mean, huge. I mean, Bowral, Southern Highlands, Central Coast, farmland, hobby farms, beach homes. Um, they they went up enormously in that, that COVID, COVID boom. I think we're seeing those come back. I think that I think what we've actually seen is also um, land tax has bitten heavy this, this time. Yes. I think that that has yes. been a huge impact. We're seeing a lot of investors look to... Um, to reevaluate their their portfolios, particularly in the residential sector, um, and that's across New South Wales. So, the I think any, anywhere aspirational, Sydney Metro. I mean, look at the Manly markets, Mossman markets, eastern suburbs. I mean, they're still extraordinarily strong, Lower North Shore, etc. But I think yes. regional markets, Central Coast, is now taking a bit of a hit. Um, the, the 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 Southern Highlands have come off the boil, but they went up so much, something had to give. Yes. Um, yeah. And 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 also farmland and hobby farms. I, I think that those markets are, are are in for a little bit more pain. Have you noticed? So you're you're on the front line. You're you know doing open homes and um, and and selling. Um, have you have you noticed consumer cautiousness? Mm. Uh, is there anxiety out there? What, what's what's the mood of people who are who are thinking? You mentioned the lack of stock. That are thinking of potentially putting their home up for sale. Yeah, there's almost a bit of frustration. I think that the the buyers at the moment, the one one factor that's impacting them is borrowing capacity. There's yes. no question that 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 the banks have have tightened up on their lending and, and and access to money, access to debt finance is is something that buyers are very conscious of. I had a, I had a client yesterday who said I am approved up to for this client was 2.5 million. And I've got a ten percent mm. deposit. I can go and I can pay two point seven seven million, and I can buy today. Um, very specific and, and no give. 
you know, th- th- that's what I'm prepared to do. But borrowing capacity has been a has really, I suppose, so held this market back. That that might not be might not be fair phrasing, but but it's certainly a consideration amongst buyers. But there's also frustration because the buyers are ready to buy, and the the housing stock is so tight, um, they're having to compete. Well, that that that's contradictory to what they think should happen. Is is there should be a large correction in Sydney Metro? But but that just hasn't been the case. And I think that the um, and, and that's been quite fascinating. And, and that's, that's, I suppose that's benefited our industry and benefited our clients being on a selling agent side. But mm. the, the market has still held up incredibly well across Sydney Metro. And what about, um, Kevin, in terms of apartments, unit blocks? Yeah. Um, we've definitely seen unit, units come off the boil. There is, there's a real focus on build quality. And that's been, again, well documented. Um, Anywhere where there's a, a, a newish build, the, the buyers will want yes. to know about the build yep. quality, um, yep. and and probably rightly so, in in, in my opinion. Yeah, it's fair, fair enough. Um, the but what's also there is the impact on 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 rents. So rents have gone up enormously. I mean, again, again, well documented. So yields are actually getting better, and prices are coming down. So as that continues, if that continues, which I think it probably will then there's going to become a time when units actually become more favourable to investors. You go, you know, now's the time. I can get a pretty decent yield in the, in the, in the residential apartment market. But the last six to 12 months, the, the units have been, have been a bit of a struggle. And in terms of interest rates uh, going up, I think we've had 10 in a row or close enough to it. Um, have, you, have you seen a change in the market as a result of what the RBA has been doing. Oh, definitely. I mean, probably in a stalling. I think buyers have st- that they've when that started to occur, and there was and, and there was obviously it was it was going to continue. There, there was going to be a, yeah. a period of time where, where that the interest rates were simply going to go up. It just depends on how much and when. Yes, buyers they they wanted to to stand back. They said, "Let's just see what happens here." There was a bit of um, I'm just going to wait and see and wait for prices to fall, right? They, they, and that's again, you, you you can't deny that 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 kind of thought process. The, but then that was that was that was countered by the lack of stock, and then the prices and the results kept coming through, and auction clearance rates kind of were between in the fifties and edged over sixty, and then edged over seventy percent last week. Um. But there definitely was an element of fear and and probably a a concern around where this market was heading and how resilient Sydney was or was going to be. And buyers stood back and waited and watched. Then the banks tightened up lending. So it was kind of like a Mm. compound. Mm. And and, and then it was, there was, the market was almost put on hold, but the good probably started to sell. And so now what we're seeing as of literally the last two weeks, so very current information, is the buyers are again? They're frustrated. They they are having to compete where they would have thought that they could have a um, have a have the market to themselves and, and probably pick up some pretty good buying. Yes, and what about in terms, Kevin, of investors as as opposed to say first home buyers trying to get into the market for the first time, whether it's a freestanding home or a mm. unit. There's that whole other segment of people that are that are looking to property as an investment yeah are you what are you seeing what are you seeing there in in your certainly in your area and what's what's the market more generally um got to say about uh property investment i think that is a really interesting um segment of the market the the investors have 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 stood back and Mm. the 
as mentioned, land tax has been a major, major component to their decision making. We're having a lot of investors offload their assets here and probably reduce their borrowing or reduce their debt. Um, is that is that that's because of the land tax going? I just I just can't. I think it's a big factor. I mean, it's it's certainly gone up enormously in the last twelve months. There was obviously a, a state government um, review on on how yes. to 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 uh, to charge for land tax, and obviously that it was it was it was in the eyes of the Queensland government as well. But that was scrapped and and, and rightly so, uh, in my view. The but there's there's no doubt that land tax has bitten this year. And people have looked at their residential assets if they're above the threshold, thinking, you know what, that just that, that just eats into my yield. What's the point? Particularly apartments, because if there's no, uh, if if they couldn't see growth in the next five years on the residential apartment side, it's well, maybe this money is better spent elsewhere. Mm. So, but we've seen a shift in 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 investors. What I'm seeing, and even personally, is we're seeing people look at. Retail, commercial, industrial, storage, medical, um, daycare centres. There's been a shift in reviewing asset classes as opposed to um, standard residential. Mm. As rents have gone up, um, I think investors might just come back into into the, particularly the apartment space um, in the next six months because the, the the yield's getting better and it's getting better month on month. And for those listeners who are not necessarily familiar with the quantum um, of land tax mm. that people might have to pay, give us a sense of, of, of what, you know, the annual bill, like, you know, you could be up <laughs> for X amount. What look, is it? Yeah, look, that does obviously varies with, with the size of portfolio. Um, yes, of course. But we've had clients that have been have – been, well, I say hit with. I mean, it's it, it's it's just been probably surprised by how much you know, fifty to one hundred thousand, depending on their portfolios, um, which is almost mm. a substantial amount of. That's a lot cash. of money. Yeah, it's yeah, liquid. It's liquid cash, which, which um, people may not uh, have factored in, and also the whole Airbnb phenomenon. I think that the the even last year when people could freely travel, the the local Airbnb market, as far as I can gather. Uh, took a bit of a hit because a lot of people went, took the took the opportunity to go overseas. They so, did. So that um, that lifestyle market for me, I'm not surprised that lifestyle market has come back and probably will continue to do so. Coupled with the land tax um, increases of the last 12 to, to 18 months, so again that's compounded. So there probably are pretty good opportunities for people with who've got liquidity, who've got cash flow, to to pounce on some on some regional property or some lifestyle property if that's the way they want to go. But um, as I said, we're seeing a lot of money start to flow into other asset classes in, in, in property, but uh, they're yep. starting to educate yep. themselves on, on perhaps the commercial retail side, which which I think is, is uh, for me personally, that is definitely an avenue which, which, which you know, my family are looking at. But, uh, and I think that'll continue. So what's your advice, Kevin, to vendors who come to Stone or, or, or to you or to, to, any, to any agent to put their home, their property, whether it's a freestanding dwelling or a unit on the market and say, I'm not selling unless I get X. This is the price that I want. Um, how, how do you have that conversation to say, well, you know, you, you might want to lower your expectations or the market's not quite there. Yep. What, what, are the, what are the tactics or the steps that, what, what do you say to them yeah. to, to try to encourage them to be potentially a little bit more realistic? Okay. I, I think that, 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 that goes into a deeper conversation, um, even very early on in that relationship. 
is mm. to why are they considering selling? What's the motivation? What's the strategy? What's changed? Um, and everyone's circumstances are different. You might yes. upsizing, yes. downsizing it. You know, it, it might unfortunately be divorce or death in the family. There, there's always a reason why. Let's talk about that. Um, if that motivation is, is I suppose, strong enough, there are opportunities to upsize. Well, we've seen a lot of families take this opportunity to, to upsize locally. Um, we've got to go deep into the motivation because I often say to clients, selling a home is not a particularly fun experience in the sense it's hard work. Um, it can it be is hard work. It, it's hard yes. work. It is. It's a lot of work to prepare. It, it's 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 invasive. Um, there will be people coming through your home. Um, again, you, you do lose an element of control because the agent steps in and does their job. And, and the quality of agents across New South Wales, in my opinion, is excellent. Um, mm. That has improved enormously in the last ten to, 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 to fifteen years with 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 fantastic training, etc. But if we're going to go into this, if we're going to to look to sell the property. Why are we doing it? And once we get down to that motivation, that core reason why, then the rest is a process. If, if the motivation is strong enough and market forces are what market forces are, then let's talk about getting you from A to B. Um, I use the saying with clients often is, is, is control what you can control. And, 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 and this is not a market for shortcuts. So in terms of control, what you can control, you can control the presentation. You can control the process or the manner in which you sell, be auction or private treaty. Um, no shortcuts. The presentation needs to be perfect. Um, and, and I think a lot of agents and agencies now have kind of morphed into that classic transactional list and sell job into a more project management role. Um, we have access to trades. We get things painted. We get the handymen, handymen in or the, the jobs done as needed to get the pest and buildings done up front. There's a lot more emphasis on preparation prior to going on the market or introducing buyers to. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. It does. And we've got access to trades. Our job is to relieve stress. Um, so if we can bring roofers in, which are obviously very difficult to get amongst New South Wales, um, if we can bring roofers in, if we can if we can get those trades lined up in an efficient, timely, respectful manner, that's going to add value to the client. They see value in that. They're simply going to get a, a better return on investment. Um, if they spend twenty, they'll get a hundred, um, which for me is a, a, a no-brainer. If we explain it simply, then it'll also give them a better chance to sell and sell well. So our emphasis has, has largely been on that. But even before that's said and done, let's have an honest conversation about why we're here, um, and and then we can we can set a plan and and, and proceed you know together as uh, to the sale. And uh, you've been a, you've been an agent for many years now. What what's your preferred method of advising clients when it comes to an auction or private treaty, or is it a, obviously a case by case basis? What's what do you what do you say to to clients um, with respect to that? Look, we I'm heavily trained in auction. I, I'm 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 I would classify uh, myself and also our agency as an auction based agency. Mm-hmm. I, I much it is horses for courses, but I think that that ninety percent of properties can be auction properties. I think that the the, mm-hmm. the the agent's role is to create a a environment of competition. We are essentially marketeers and negotiators. That is mm. that is our role. So if we can create an environment of competition, we can make our clients money. And 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 and, and ethically and professionally, which I, I say directly to the client, our job is to make you as much money as we can and to relieve and make this a stress a stress free and, and hopefully enjoyable process. But our primary role 
is return on investment as as our fee versus what we can make you. Um, and if we do that well, then the client sees value in what we do. So we are an auction agency. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in competition and market forces, and and that leads the client into a discussion around marketing, and. And, and that's where I see value in terms of what an agency can provide the client in terms of advice. Do you also work on behalf of, you know, someone comes in the front door of your agency and says, I'm looking to buy, what have you got? How does, how does this, you know, work for me to find me a property rather than you, you're working on behalf of the, the seller, the vendor? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. Uh, I think that there's an element of customer service that comes into play there. Uh, that people, agents talk about buyer servicing. I think that that is important, but we or any agent or selling agent will, as opposed to a buyer's agent, will never, should never lose sight of who their clients are. Um, I say to a vendor, we do not work for the buyer. Now, that does not mean that we're not respectful. It does not mean that we won't make the calls. We won't add value. We won't give opinions. Of course we will. But at the end of the day, our role is to represent the client to their best possible advantage. And I will say that to the buyer. They say, look, please understand, we are working on behalf of the vendor and we don't apologize for that for one minute. We've been quite direct in that. Um, So look, if you want someone to represent you, then absolutely there are a couple of very good buyers agents and we can point them in that direction. But customer service, absolutely. But do not expect favors. In, in regards to that, I think that if you want to build a longevity as an agent, you have to make that clear distinction between good customer service for buyers, but never lose sight of the fact that you're working for the vendor. Um, and if and, and don't apologize for that. Say it up front. Um, we are negotiators on their behalf and their behalf only. So I, I take that really seriously. Is there a good time of the year traditionally to buy or sell a property? Yeah, there's a, there's probably yeah. As uh, the data would suggest that there is, um, I think that selling a property, my opinion, based on the data again, is sell when the stock levels are at their lowest, and that's contradictory to that classic thought process of sell in spring. It actually mm. goes completely the other way. So in spring, we're talking about November, particularly. I would suggest November is when stock levels are at their highest. I would actually yes. argue that buying, if, if you look at the year and the best time to buy, in my opinion, is November and December. Um, I think December is a great time to buy because, again, I think people generally want some closure and you can actually buy quite well. They do. Let's get this deal Let's done. Get this done. I, I, I want to have a Christmas with my family. Yes. I'm, I'm, I don't want to show this home yep. anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, <laughs> and, 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 I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm done. And and I totally can agree with that. Um, the... Often the best times to sell are when stock levels are at their lowest. I, mean, I had this conversation with a client yesterday in, in my particular uh, focal suburb, which is, say, Beecroft. Um, there are 10, at the, at the, at the time of, 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 of speaking with, there are 10 houses on the market for sale right now. Yeah. now typically, that would be at 30 to 40. So this is a fantastic time to sell. Um, and, we, and I had that conversation with clients. So... It could actually be the winter months. I, I personally love selling in June, in June, July. Now that's the colder months in Sydney, as we know. Um, mm. the, 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 the gardens are not looking as pretty as they are in October and November, but stock levels are low. There's a lack of choice, there's a lack of supply. Um, and because of that lack of supply, there's good competition. There's more transactions in spring. 
But I would actually argue based on pure data, the results are better in winter. So mm. um, I often say to a client, sell in, sell in winter, buy in spring. Again, contradictory to common belief, but, but the data would suggest that that's accurate. How long does it normally take uh, a, a seller to, to get their property ready for, uh, for sale? Obviously, it's how long is a piece of string, but if they're thinking about it, um, what, are, what are the things they need to be considering? What do they have to start doing? I would say a week to six weeks, depending on, on the nature of the, I suppose, the renovation or, or the preparation. Um, we have literally renovated houses for clients um, with budgets up to 70. Well, you've, you've got the paintbrush out. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, anything execution I pass on to sort of my operations manager, Anna, it, don't ask me to execute anything. I, again, I, strategy and 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 uh, and management, I, I love that side, but execution, absolutely not. But I surround myself with very competent uh, people. Um, very good answer, Kevin. <laughs> the, uh, I think know your, know your strengths and know your weaknesses and, and 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 no for me to execute that would be a there would be a terrible um uh a terrible decision but the we, we do have those resources and i think that's going back to the, what was previously stated um agencies i think now have got that operations manager in place so again the, the standard stuff paint um cleaning throughout the spring clean gardens to be immaculate these are all things you can control any maintenance that needs to be done um house wash um the which, which is, I think, is the biggest bang for your buck, I think, in anything is painting and house washing. Um, yeah. Polishing floorboards over carpets, replacing carpets as needed, light fittings if they need upgrading, tapware. Um, if you've got Would a, you like to style a home if you can? Oh, absolutely. I see huge value yeah. in styling. It's, it's yes. people buy what they see. Um, yeah. I'm an extremely visual person. I think a lot of people are. We've got to cater to the visual people and also to the, the accountant mindset, which we have a strategy for, which we can touch on. But styling, if that's between six and $12,000, I see a return on that based around at least three to four times that investment. Return mm. on investment is worth it. So yes. um, absolutely, I recommend styling at every single turn. It, it's a no-brainer in my opinion. So when it comes for sellers to be doing the shopping around for a good agent, what are some of the questions that they should be asking potential agents? How, and, and what are the things that sellers need to be thinking about when they choose the best agent to sell their property? Yeah, I think, I think at the moment, the, I'll talk about Sydney market. The Sydney market now is extremely well-educated real estate-wise. The websites such as realestate.com domain rate my agent, which is kind of TripAdvisor for real estate agents. It's a fantastic website. Um, the there's a lot of access to information. So realestate.com will talk about the the I'm sure domain, but realestate.com will talk about the digital interview. And the, the the data and stats will say is that that the potential sellers will spend a lot of time online researching their shortlist of agents before the agent gets the call. And that's why agents such as me and agencies are spending a lot of our advertising money on those relevant websites because there's a digital interview taking place before they even decide to pick it. To, to you don't even know about it. That's right. So you've got to be prepared for that as a strategy amongst real estate agencies. So once the client rings, they've already done their research. And the, the days of calling into an agency and saying, please send me out a real estate agent are over. They will call the agent. They know who they want. They know who are the main agencies or agents in their Is market. that right? Oh, no, Is no, that yeah. right? Interesting. They, mm. the, 
and again, that leads to a deeper conversation of, of how to break into the real estate agent, real estate agents, because there's there's a rush to quality, and the main agents are brands within themselves, and yes. they have the they've earned the right to have the lion's share of, of calls come into play. Say there's a, there's a short list of two to three age agents, which is often the case, but it's very yeah. well researched prior. Then I think the conversation, the I think the the there's much less focus on questions which might have been ten years ago. What have you sold? How many properties did you sell last month? Except what were those results? Because that's all that's all public information now. You can analyze mm-hmm. that from the, the comfort of your lounge room. So then it comes into the what's your process and recommendations how do we add value um what are your costs and fees obviously that comes into play and again how can we as agents add value to the client and what separates you from your competition the there's there is an attitude that a lot of agents are the same and and yes, I think at the moment the, the, the agencies, I think, are similar because we come from very good training and the best agents have, have got longevity and they have, again, earned the right to be there. There's a rush to quality. The, 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 there's not many rookies now that are in, again, Sydney Metro selling multiple million dollar houses. Um, mm-hmm. They are all experienced um, campaigners and they've got a, a, a good track record behind them. So you're working at Stone. Uh, Stone's a reasonably newish brand. When I say that, it hasn't been around for a hundred years. Yep. Um, what, what what do you like about Stone? Tell me about the you know the the Stone difference. How does that um, differentiate itself, say, from from other well-known brands in in the real estate game? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that the you are right. I mean, my wife and I partnered up with Stone over five years ago with our first office and, and have subsequently you know, opened two more. I think what separates Stone is that because it is a relatively younger brand, as you mentioned, we can be quite agile in the the time that we've had the business, obviously going through COVID particularly, where we had to be extremely agile. Um, we can be agile and we can move quickly. I think that also we are a fresh brand that hasn't got a lot of baggage. So the agents that have joined Stone have all come from excellent brands. They're very, very well trained. And I think that that quality, and they're probably handpicked, I think, um, to be fair to the other principals in Stone, that they are well-established, good quality agents in their own right. And I think that that is probably the biggest difference. We now do have an element of scale because there are approximately 70 offices in Stone, across not only New South Wales, but also in uh, Victoria and ACT and, and, and Queensland. And I think that the Stone brand is about to open up in New Zealand. So I think that we were one of the fastest growing companies or franchise groups in Australia. I think we are the fastest, but that's based on good people and based on a good philosophy. So for me, the Stone network is powerful, but it is also a group of people that have a common culture and there's a high performance culture in there. So that for me is, is starts from the top and, and, and flows down, um, flows down each company. So for me, I'm very, very happy with Stone, technologic advanced, agile, young, fresh, and, and an exciting group of people to be a part of. Kevin, dear love, well, good luck to you out there on the front line. It's a, it's a wild ride for, for real estate agents at the moment. Some great insights from you today. Many thanks for your time and all the very best in the 
in the future. Thanks, Justin. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.